You're listening to a Bible lesson taught in the youth group at Trinity Baptist Church. We hope this Bible lesson will help and encourage you as you seek to live for the Lord. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. If you have a Bible, I want you there. If you don't have a Bible, I still want you there. So find a way to get there. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. We're going to read it together here in just a second as soon as everybody finds it. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Let's read it together. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. All right, let's, let's try that again. Let's read it together. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. I would like, and I told you guys this uh, last week, I would love it if everybody in this room would have Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 memorized by the end of June. It's not that long of a passage. It's only seven things that the Lord hates. And I think you should know them. If I, if I think in my life, if I was trying to please God, I would want to know the things that don't please him. Seven things. What does God hate? And we're going to talk about this next two tonight. Remember last week we talked about a proud look. We don't have Kirkland here for that awesome answer. But why does God hate pride? Why does God hate pride again? Because it takes away from him? You're going to try to repeat Kirkland? No, no one in here has the IQ to repeat Kirkland's answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's only a one-time thing. Why does God hate pride? It's okay. It's just, just us in here, as Dave Young would say. I've got a lot, a lot of work to do tonight, don't I? That's not good. Yeah, yes. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Adam wasn't even here, but go ahead and add it, Adam. Exactly. I gave you guys the illustration last week of imagine... Like that you guys have known a person, an athlete or something that plays a sport and you've seen this person play that can't play that well, but you hear this person tell another person how great they are in life, about how great an athlete they are, and you're like, I've seen you play. Like, it's not even close to that. But they're going on. And imagine us being God's creation, being finite, telling somebody how great we are in God and in heaven after he spoke the stars into existence and all these things, and then for us to tell about how good we are. So we talked about pride last week. This week, we got two things. A lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. Let's pray, and then we're going to jump to our handout. A lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. Dear only Father of God, we need your help this evening, God, as we look at these two things that you hate. And God, I ask that you would please help us, Lord, as we look through it. Number one, I ask that you'd help me to say only what, I'd, what you would have me to say. And then, God, also that you'd help us understand, Lord, that these are not things that you just, Lord, don't like or don't feel like listening to but lord these are actually things that you hate would help us to develop the same thing in our lives in jesus name amen let's jump into our handout a lying tongue i'm gonna go ahead and ask you and hopefully we get better why does why do you think god would hate lying why do you think actually why do you think god would hate lying because it's not telling the truth i think you're gonna hit on something very close that i want to say God is truth, the opposite of him. Anybody want to add to it? 
about to say, Andrew hit exactly what I was going to say, that God is at whom? If you want to, go ahead. Because it's in the Ten Commandments. Yes, God hates lying because God is truth. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I, I have the definition of a lie because there's a lot of times where we believe we're, we're like, I, I, I didn't tell a lie. But lying is this, a false statement made with deliberate intent to deceive. Now, I'm going to tell you, growing up, I was a liar. I was a bad liar. I would go through, I, most of my, probably my elementary to middle school years, I lied about everything, especially when it came to school. All my teachers loved me, but all the students knew that he never tells the truth. I would walk into class, never done one lick of homework. And I'd, I'd walk in, and I would say, oh, man, it's in my backpack, I think. Give me just a second. And as soon as she started working with somebody else, I'd walk away and go sit at my desk and I go do my homework all through class. And then as soon as I walk out, I was like, oh, here's that paper you asked for. Now I throw it on her desk as I walked out. Pretty much all the way into high school until my mom was my teacher. And she shut that down. I was, <laughs> I was in detention pretty much every single day. <laughs> like every time everyone would go out playing, hey, Aaron, you're going to play ball tonight? Nah, I got detention. And my mom shut that down. But when we talk about a lying tongue, this is something that God hates. Sometimes even when we're talk- sharing the gospel. We say this, everybody sinned. You've told a lie, haven't you? Oh, then you're a sinner. God hates lying. Let's go through it real quick. Somebody grab Proverbs twelve nineteen. <clears throat> Somebody grab Proverbs twelve nineteen. Oh, go ahead, Ashley. And then don't read it yet. Proverbs thirteen five. Jamie got it. Andrew grab twenty six twenty eight. Ashley, can you stand up and read Proverbs twelve nineteen? Yes, a lying tongue is but for a moment. Proverbs 13, 5. Jamie? Righteous man hateth lying. Go ahead, Andrew. No, you're good. You're good, Andrew. Yes, stand up. (laughs) Half? No, no, no. A lying tongue. Yeah, yeah. Those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth. Yes, thank you, because it's a key word that we need to deal with. So, Proverbs twelve nineteen, go ahead, write down there. Lying tongue is but for a moment. A lying tongue is temporary. Sometimes we do believe, especially in our culture, that you lie to get ahead. But Proverbs twelve says that lying is but for a moment. Proverbs thirteen five, you can write this down. A righteous man, a person that is pursuing what is right, hates lying. And then Proverbs 26, 28 is a different take than I think we ever think about lying. A lying tongue hates those affected by it. 13.5 is a righteous man hateth lying. 26.28 is a lying tongue hates those affected by it. Can I tell you from Proverbs chapter 26, verse 28... From straight scripture, if you lie to your mom and dad, the Bible says a lying tongue hateth those who are afflicted by it. Sometimes we think that we can lie to people 
because, oh, well, I want what's best for them. Oh, they don't need to know the whole thing. The Bible says a lying tongue hateth those that are affected by it. I tell a lie because I don't love my family. I tell a lie to my friend because I am not a true friend. Wow, this is totally reversed from what we think. Well, the reason I told a lie was because, you know what, it's the easy situation. Or because I thought I was helping them out. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it. Proverbs 26, 28. Two reasons. Two lies we believe about lying. Lies are acceptable if the outcome is positive. The story of Rahab. One of the greatest lying stories in all the Bible that everybody, even they're saved, they, they know the story about Rahab. So in your blank time is Rahab. Lives are acceptable if the outcome is positive. We have in the book of Joshua the story of Rahab. Rahab is for all purposes, the Bible calls her a harlot. She's a prostitute. She's a woman of ill repute. And she knows and she's heard about the God of Israel, and that they've come from Egypt and all the things that God did in Egypt. And so the Bible says that those spies that were hiding in her house, the soldiers came to get those spies. Hey, Rahab, we know you got some guys in there. We know you have some guys in there from Israel, the spies, and we want them. Rahab sticks her head out. They're not here. They went such and such a way. Go chase them. But they were there. And so we know the story. They leave. Rahab grabs those two guys out and says, hey, I'll lower you down. Remember me and my family. And you know what? If we're not careful, this is what we'll say. Pastor Burton, Rahab told a lie and God blessed it. You know what? Sometimes you have to tell a lie because it ends in a positive situation. And I tell you, according to the word of God, that would not be correct because God still says these six things of the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination. Got a question, Ashley? Is that a proper lie? No, I know what you're saying. It's okay. We'll talk about that in just a second. As we look at, as we look at lying, we do believe this. Hey, God blessed. Can I tell you that God did not bless Rahab because she lied? See, God says this in his word. There is no temptation taking you, but as such is the common with the man. But God is faithful and with the temptation, make a way to escape that she may be able to bear it. Now, if I tell the truth, Will it always end the way I desire it to end? Probably not. But I can tell you if I tell the truth, it'll always end the way God desires it to end. And sometimes in our lives, we do, we do believe this. Because our society is, and this isn't an ethics class or anything like that, and one day you'll probably sit through an ethics class. When we look at lying, lying is not a thing that I can do so that I can get an opportunity to do better. Well, the reason I... I could rationalize it myself. Well, the reason I lied to turn in my homework was because I'm going to go on this trip and I'm a great spiritual influence on this other kid. We, we pull up some great stuff in our minds to rationalize lying. Well, I, I, need to, I need to lie because, hey, 
No, even if you believe the outcome is positive, it's not a lie. I mean, a lie is not right. Sometimes we get into the things of, well, what if somebody, one of our kids in Florida one time asked me, what if you were Jack Bauer and the world's and the United States rests on your shoulders and you had to tell a lie? I told him, these six things of the Lord hate, yea, seven of the abomination, <laughs> a lying tongue. <laughs> so you can, <laughs> you can throw it any way you want. To make a situation positive, a lie is not what God would have it. Second thing that we do, how we rationalize our lies. Second thing is lies are acceptable if they do not hurt anyone. Now, I'm thankful for the word of God because the word of God just puts this plain out there so we know what we should and shouldn't do. And ice and Sapphire, you know, guys know the story. The church is booming there in the book of Acts. In fact, they're, they're having church they're having such a revival in the church that it surpasses probably any revival I've ever seen. They are selling their land and giving all the money to the church. Now, I'm sure Pastor Ferguson would love that right now, that if he would just start selling land and giving all the money to the church. But that's what they're doing. They're selling their land and bringing all the money to the church in Ice and Sapphira. I'm sure they're a well-meaning couple. Hey, we'll sell our land. We'll keep some and we'll give some to the church. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, hun, that sounds great to me. They go into the church. Here is all the money for our land, Peter. Here's all the money. Now, if me and you were sitting down and talking about this in a rational way, we'd say, that is not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a lie. I mean, big, what, they saved some of the money back. It doesn't hurt it. Who does it hurt? It hurt Anna and Sapphira. Because Peter said, and nice. Is that all the money? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's all the money. And the Bible says he drops dead right there in the church. Why did you lie against the Holy Spirit? And the Bible says they obviously had quick funerals because the men came in. <laughs> they had the shovels and they were ready to go. And they, they carry Ananias out. And the Bible says that while they're burying Ananias, the fire walks in. <clears throat> she knows that the lie she's in, in it. The fire. Your husband said this is all the money you gave. That's all of it. <laughs> the last penny, that's all the money we gave. And then the Bible says, boom, she drops it. And the Bible says, these guys, just like I said, they have funerals fast as they're walking in with the shovels. Oh, it's a fire too. And they, they pick her up and they carry her out and they go to bury her. Now, can I ask you in the scope of things, if me and you were sitting down talking about that lie, I would guarantee you that no one in here would say, hey, that's a lie. That is a lie straight out of the pit of hell. I can't believe that they, they, sold, they told them that they sold the money. We'd say, you know what, that's not a big deal. And sometimes we rationalize our lies by saying, you know what, this doesn't hurt anyone. These six things the Lord hate. These seven are abomination. A proud look. A lying tongue. Can I ask you, in your life, are you a liar? Are you a liar? Because see, you can be a liar and no one ever knows. Because you know what I've learned? If you're a liar, you're good at it. You can look right in your mom and dad's face. Sweat's not running down your face. You're not twitching. No, I don't think I did that. You just look them straight in the face and say, yeah, I did it. And you walk away. God hates this. Just like I said, this is not something that God says, well, I wish you really wouldn't do that. God says, I hate it. I hate lying. He goes on. 
Second thing we're going to deal with today real quickly. When I first, honestly, when I first read and started studying this, I was like, oh, hands that shed innocent blood. I'm not going to have to spend much time on that. Then I thought about you guys. Like, no, I'm going to need to study a lot. No, I'm just, no, I'm just, no, I'm just joking. But I thought, when I started reading through hands that shed innocent blood, and I thought, exactly, as I'm going to over here, as Cody's like slitting his throat, you'll get fined for that, I'm sure, by some NBA league. But when you look at... <coughs> When we look at verse 17, we have a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. Let me ask you this. It goes right along with pride. It goes right along with a lying tongue. Why would God be so opposed to hands that shed innocent blood? Why? Because Jesus is innocent. Good answer. Good answer. I'm not a right or wrong. Unless you're wrong. What would you say? Because it's in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. I'm glad you're on your Ten Commandments. You need to come in our class and get us pumped down. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, it's done all right. Ashley? There's a situation where you're taking life and sending somebody to eternity. Go ahead, God, were you, is your hand up, Noah? Or just, all right, anybody else want to add to it? Let me tell you this, guys. And you guys all had right answers. My answer is John 10, 10. You said, I came that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Just like pride. God is directly opposed to pride because God is humility. Jesus Christ, we told in Philippians chapter 2. God is against lying because he is truth. God's against hands that shed innocent blood because he is life. When you look at Jesus Christ's life, he was all about giving life. He desires for us to have life. That's the whole reason he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins, that we would have life. Jesus Christ is life. God is life. And so when you look at death, this is not what God has. If you know the word of God, God never intended for man to die. He created us in a perfect environment. He desired for us to have life. Sin made us die. And sin causes us to take out this life. So let's look at it. Because I know that in our lives, hopefully, if you have um, if you have any issues with this and concerns, why don't you come talk to me afterwards? I'm just going to get with Brother Phil. We're just going to take you away right now. <laughs> but just go ahead and tell me that in private. I'm going to let you know that whatever you say, can and will be used against you in a court of law. No. <laughs> but, as we, but as we look at it, I started to think, and I, I told my wife, I walked out here with Tavian a little while ago, and, and earlier today, and I was thinking, when I first said, I was like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But like I was walking and thinking and kissing all over my son, I was walking and starting to think like, man, there's a whole lot of stuff. Our society minimalizes human life. Like when we look at, when we look at what we think, I would say, hands are shedding some blood. And we'd all sit here and say, I would never, well, maybe once think about murdering something, but just, it was just quick. It was just quick. I wouldn't think about that. But when we look at it in our society, let's look at it in the media. How many 
Now, let me get this. How many movies do we watch that I'm not talking about the bad guys, that I'm not talking about good guys are killing bad guys that deserve it. That's probably a whole different message. But I'm talking about innocent lives being killed and supported. And supported. There's like whole movies made on this. I'm talking about where the bad guys are, are glorified as they kill innocent people. Music. Think about how many songs there are that glorify the killing of innocent people. Think about video games. Innocent people. Because I, I did go through this in my mind. Because I thought, hey, what about Call of Duty? What about the innocent people? I'm not, just like I said, I'm not talking about war. I'm not talking about bad guys killing. I'm talking about innocent people. In one of the Call of Duties, there was a scene that you could X out that where a terrorist went in and killed innocent people. Now, let me ask you, when we look at what God hates, God hates the shedding of innocent blood. And you know what? In Romans chapter one, the end of the chapter says this. It talks about all kinds of terrible sins, all kinds of terrible stuff that we say we'd never be involved in. But you know what it goes on to say? And those that have pleasure in them that do them. Wow. As I said, when I started thinking about this, oh, hands that shed in some blood, we don't have to worry about that. But we do. Because our society has pretty much made it so we don't value human life. We go on. I think on your handouts, abortion. Abortion. We don't value human life. I watched a, a, a video today. I'm glad to get my blood boiling before I come to youth group. Watch a video today. And it was a, I have it pulled up. If you want to know it, I'll tell you, tell you after. But it was a, a lady who pretended she had an abortion and went in undercover and listened to the doctor talk about what they were going to do to the baby. And he was pretty much like, oh, we're going to get you in here. Don't worry. We've got some solution. And she's like, well, what, what happens if he's still breathing? Don't worry. The solution's going to take care of that. This lady is six months pregnant. She asked, well, is the baby just a little blob or something? No, no, no. Right now, it's probably, they wouldn't call it a baby. I forget. They kept saying the embryo. The embryo's developed. It's, it's, it's fully developed. But don't worry. You're not going to have to see a thing. You're not going to know anything about it. And they just, you, they just went on and on and on as this doctor tells this lady that the child's life is nothing. God hates hands that shed innocent blood. And sometimes, just like I said, we're so conditioned, these things don't bother us. We hear about them, and yeah, I'm against abortion. I'm not saying that we need to go picket every, everything around here and do all kinds of crazy stuff. But I am saying we have to keep in our mind that God hates these things. And like I told you guys before, I never, it never even, it didn't even really like affect me until I stood in front of an abortion clinic and watched people walk by me. Until I watched a dad pulling his girl with tears running down her face into an abortion clinic. Like I would have said, oh man, it's not that. Okay, I understand God hates abortion, but see, God hates these things. God hates the shedding of innocent blood. We go on. You have Islam. And I'm just thinking just things in our current culture right now. Look at the Boston, the Boston bombings. That, that, that someone would think in a religious sense that I can kill innocent people. 
and my God would get glory from it. And some people say, and I even saw in articles, I was starting to read just things about the Boston Barn, just getting my mind thinking about this. And if you read down in the comments, they say, well, Christians do the same thing. Their God tells them to do such and such. such." And I was like, no, you don't get it. These six things the Lord hates, seven are an abomination. God hates hands that shed innocent blood. And when we look at our society, just like I said, I don't think anybody, and I sure hope, (laughs) I sure hope that no one's in here contemplating the person they're going to murder tonight or anything crazy like that. If it's me, just let me know, please, right now, so I can go, so I can get out of here. But I, but I'm saying I don't believe we do that. But I can say, if we're not careful, our society will have us desensitized to the value of human life. And can I tell you this, really quick, and we'll be done. If God was willing to give His only Son for your life, imagine how much life your value, how much value your life has. If God was willing to give his only begotten son, if it was just for you, your life has value. The person beside you has value. The person at Walmart who's dressed and may not be dressed like me and kind of weird, they have value. So when we think about minimizing the life of a human being, God hates that. So this, these six things the Lord hates. We've already looked at a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed in some blood. <laughs> Next week... We get to go deep. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. We get to deal with our thought life for just a little while. So we're going to get to it next week. But hopefully, guys, keep these things in your mind. I want you to go through this passage. And I want you to memorize it because I want you to know what God hates. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for your word. God, we ask that you would please just drill these things deep down in our hearts and our minds, God. Lord, as we do things, Lord, as we watch things, as we participate in things, God, to be thinking, Lord, in our minds, Lord, am I a liar? God, am I minimizing human life? Lord, I said you'd please help us to think about these things, Lord, and focus on, Lord, what you hate, and then, Lord, chase what you love. Well, thank you for all in Jesus' name. Amen.